Championship Draft Slot Selection Show. In order to predict the future, you have to look back to the past. Next on Red vs. Blue. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. A little Christmas music, Mike. A little Christmas in Christmas in July. Kilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. This is my favorite time of year, buddy. The island greeting. Little uh, Melikaliki Maki for everybody at home. Hello and welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And as always, joined by the big blue co-host, my big blue buddy from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, this is the draft slot selection show for the Fantasy Football World Championship. It's like Christmas you get your draft pick, and you start to mock from that pick for the next several months, you know, or actually we've only got, what, 30, 30, 40 days left, but you will start to mock every single day from that draft slot using our mock draft simulator. What's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Uh, good to have uh, you aboard, uh, obviously, and uh, everyone else. And it's, it's, it's been a great day. Uh, just had a fun time on the golf course, didn't play too well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's time to start to – uh, selecting uh, where you're going to be and, uh, you know, figuring out what what's going to happen and, uh, you know, your slots and where it falls. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different scenarios that can come into play, whether you're drafting 1-1 or uh, 112 or 114, you know, because it, it's, it's making a big difference. I, I'm already seeing a lot of uh, mock drafts that, you know, they, I mean, they're making a lot of impact. So uh, it's time to get on. Time to get on right now. That's some expert analysis we grow to know and love right there. Our special guest this evening is the commissioner of the Fantasy Football World Championships, Emil Cadillac. We're going to bring him right on here in a second. And, we uh, look, we, we'll take your calls probably next week because we've got a lot to cover. Uh, but uh, just to give out the show, number 347-324-5404 is the number. You can tweet us at Red Blue Radio. We'll try to get your questions. Or you can send us email to Scott at FFToolbox.com for Red Blue Radio. Okay, Emil Cadillac, the commissioner of the Fantasy Football World Championships, oversaw the draft slot selection this afternoon. Emil, welcome to Red vs. Blue, sir. Pleasure to be on the show. Hey, Emil, happy belated birthday, my man. Thanks for reminding me. 
<laughs> Thank you anyway. All right, yep. this is the uh, this is special show. Special show for uh, for us, Emil, for you. Uh, the draft slot selection show is a big day in the Fantasy Football World Championship. You get to figure out what pick you're going to have. Now, it doesn't tell you everything about your draft, but it kind of tells you your start. And, you know, if you get the one pick, you kind of know you're going to start off with one of those. I mean, you, you could take whoever you want, obviously. Uh, but if you start off with the 12, you kind of know you're not going to get McCoy, Charles, uh, Forte, Calvin, those kinds of picks. You, you, you start to strategize at this point. Is there anything tell, – tell me what your summary of this type, this day is for the world championship. Well, certainly, uh, you know, getting your draft slot, now you can say, okay, here's the area I'm in, and now I can start doing more mocks specifically to that spot or around that spot and really start to analyze the later rounds, middle rounds and later rounds and seeing what's going to fall to you and then deciding what your strategy is. So there's a lot of stuff, and it, the mock drafts are going to help you now. These guys really, really like to plan out and look at the probabilities of where people are falling in the draft. So it's very exciting. Yeah, they're the best players in the world to play at the World Championship. Mike, we're, we're going to do this show a little bit differently. Here's the way it's going to go. Uh, again, if, you, if you're listening to the show for the first time, this is the Red vs. Blue show. We focus on the world of high-stakes fantasy football, and uh, there's no better place to do that than at the Fantasy Football World Championships. PlayFFWC.com is the draft lobby. You can pick any draft you want and get started and get signed up. Uh, you can also find out all the information at fftoolbox.com, scoutfantasy.com. And if you're ready to start drafting now and start starting your practice and your draft prep right after this show, go to mockdraftnow.com. That's mockdraftnow.com. If you enter the Roto Bowl and you, you like the mock draft, you can win the mega prize this year of $500,000. It's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing grand prize. going to be hard to get, hard to, it's hard, yep. hard to hit. But, uh, look, it's definitely possible, and I'd love to see somebody do it. Okay, Mike, we're going to start with your favorite pick. Go ahead and give us your favorite pick. We'll have Emil announce uh, that draft slot and who, got, who received that draft slot. What's your favorite pick and why? My favorite pick, as far as uh, your draft favorite slot. draft slot. Come on, homie. Uh, I would, well, I, get, uh, I would take six. Okay, you'll take the sixth pick, and why? And just so everybody knows at home, why do you prefer the sixth pick this year specifically? Uh, because you know, I, I mean, I see a lot of good backs that are going one two, but uh, backs tend to go down, and I would like to go middle lines that way that uh, I can get uh, different uh, scenarios coming around, uh, say. Uh, you know, two, uh, two, two sticks, two, and you know, in that range. So I don't, I don't really want the front end. Don't want the back end. I'll take two six. I'll, I'll take the one six. All right, there's Mike Trent's explanation for why he would take the one six. I kind of do like the, the the six, Mike. Actually, if you, you know what? There's so many good picks. It doesn't really matter. Every strategy I can work around. The six pick to me, the one big advantage is that the run is never going to be too long. You're never going to get shut out too bad on any position. So if you're a tier drafter, the six puts you in a good spot. Emil, uh, let's go ahead. Let's run off the sixes. All right, the draft slots randomly selected today for the Fantasy Football World Championship, slot six. Start with Mark Roberts. Has to be the Detroit Broncos, if anybody knows him. Philip Silberman. 
By the way, I'm a dyslexic electrical engineer, so and I probably know everybody in this league, but if I pronounce your name wrong, I apologize in advance. We have Chad Schroeder. We have Mike Santos, Coyote Streakers. We have Chad Schroeder again, and, of course, he has many teams, so you'll be hearing his name a lot. Mark Mitchell gets a sixth spot. David Martino. Albert Leach, uh, old-time player back in the WCFF days. Wayne yep. Ferguson, David Hughes, comeback player of the year who had a phenomenal 2013 Amazing. year last yep. year. Amazing, yep, amazing. It was incredible. Uh, David Strand is a, gets a sixth slot. Kimra Sleicher gets a sixth slot. Mark Salinas, and then the team, uh, Mike Santos and Kurt Kukas. Uh, uh, Say it again. Kikas. Yep, Kikas. Kikas. Okay, we'll be saying that a few times, and I'll get it wrong every time. And the last <laughs> six slots so far uh, randomly selected is Andy Wheel, South Padre Tuna Hunters. <laughs> a lot of good names there, man. A lot of, a lot of good there's, names, there's some man. Wild ones. Yep. Yeah, All those six, have the number six you, slot. You know, if you look back at the six-pick, Mike, uh, last week – in that Rotable draft, I went ahead and put a link to the Rotable draft in the chat room. Last week, aces full, Frank Masco, he scored Adrian Peterson with the sixth pick. Now, he had his choice because the, the top three running backs were off the board. Calvin and Demarius were also off the board, and he chose right. Adrian Peterson. Now, a lot of times, Mike, most of the time that's not happening. Usually the top four backs are going. Calvin maybe is usually gone and then you're deciding between a, a bunch of wide receivers there or maybe an Eddie Lacy. What do you think? That, that's your favorite pick there. Yeah, it, it really is, Scott, because uh, there's a I'm, – I'm banking on a lot of people uh, taking a couple of running backs and, uh, you know, even some uh, prize wide receivers. But I feel like the sixth spot is good enough for me because, you know, th- those running backs, like I said, they, they may go down. Uh, who knows? So uh, I, I love to have that six spot. I like to – it's almost like trading down, so to speak. And I don't mind taking that six spot because I feel like I'm going to get as much fantasy points out of that six spot in the first round, and I'll get more in the second round. Yeah, then, then those early picks. That's right. Emil, last week, again, I told you Adrian Peterson was the sixth pick and interestingly enough, in that draft, Alshon Jeffrey made it back as the ninth wide receiver off the board to the 2-7. Whoa. And that's, that's a pretty nice start. I mean, Adrian Peterson, Alshon Jeffrey, I would take that to the bank. Congratulations, by the way, to everybody who just – for all of you players uh, in the World Championship that just drew the six, you now know. Uh, Emil, Adrian Peterson, Alshon Jeffrey, what do you think of that start? Yeah, that's a great start. You know, Alshon's got you know, a lot of upside with some great – Great games he had last year. That's a good. I've seen Alshon go before his second round pick. So you get to the bottom of the second, mid to the bottom, he's been going before that. So that's good he was able to get that. It's a hell of a start. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and move to uh, my favorite pick. Actually, Emil, let's do yours. Emil, your favorite pick. <laughs> uh, go ahead and tell the world what your favorite pick is this year of the 2014 season and why. Well, I, I, pick nine is my favorite, mainly because I've had it a lot over the last couple of years, and I'm kind of used to how to draft there. Every year things change a little bit, so 
I'm not sure if it's my my perfect this year because I haven't really analyzed it uh, real well. But nine is a comfortable one because I, I a couple reasons. Something something usually falls to you in the first round, whatever position it may be, running back, receiver, even a tight end, perhaps. Typically, I don't do that, but. Then you you only have six more picks before your next pick, 10, 11, and 12, and then 12, 11, and 10. And then, of course, that concurs, occurs all the way through the draft. So you have a kind of a – you're not too far away from your – you're not in the middle, but you're, you have a chance to plan. You have a plan to, chance yeah. to plan around even every odd to even round and try and analyze uh, and pick your, pick your spots together. Like a couple of years ago when um, Julio Jones was, had his breakout year, I was in a draft where it was a 14 round, and I picked like the 10th or 11th, which is similar to the 9 and a 12. And I took Julio in the first round because I had three running backs that I thought would make it to me. One of them would wake it to me in the second, and they did. And they gave me all this stuff. How can you take Julio in the first round? It's because he wouldn't be there in the second round, and one of those three running backs would. And those are the fun things about having, having you know, being kind of close to the end. Now, the, the problem is you're far away in your, your odd rounds. you got a, what is it, 12 more you know, you got six on you and six around. So that's a long way, but it's not that long. I don't really like being 11 or 12 because you're so far away. The draft strategy changes. It's not bad. I'm just not as used to it. So I like the nine spot. Well, let's go ahead and introduce the nine spot participants for the Fantasy Football World Championship. Uh, it, right. it, it looks like the we had, um, yeah, 17 of them. Here we go. All right, the first number nine spot is Kyle Jeter, I think it Jeter. is. Yeah, Jeter Boots. Okay, thank you. And then the second one, Michael Edelman. A two-team uh, team, John, John Haskell and Sean Coots. Ooh. With the number nine slot. Coots won the team. Football Guy Players Championship last year. Way yeah, to go, Sean. That's phenomenal. Next one, Michael Foresta. And you can correct me every time I make this mistake. And a name we've already mentioned before, Mike Santos and Kurt Kutz, Kooks have Kikis, another Kikis. team. They got big. Pardon? Kurt Kikis. Okay, Kikis. I'm never going to get it right. I'll call it KK <laughs> or Kirk or something. Kurt Kikis. All right, the next one is He's Tom Northrup and Joe Surrello. Uh, yeah. Surrello. Then we have Matt Bailey, a former champion of the FFWC, with a ninth spot. Right. Troy Stepke. Troy Stepke has a nine. Ethan Foster. And uh, Kenny Lovely, who uh, is a former WCFF champion. Lovely, yeah. That's right. uh, Chad Schroeder, again. Chad Schroeder is in there. And uh, Mike Santos and Kirk K. Have another team with a nine spot. Uh, Lonnie Ostrowski Ostrowski yeah. didn't practice these. Lonnie Ostrowski's got a nine spot, and another former champion of the FFWC, Glenn Lowy, has the nine spot. Last year's and team. another Glenn. Chad Schroeder. Yep, another Chad Schroeder with a nine. Todd Hunter, uh, David uh, Terpoli. Yep, and the last one, Brian Owens, with a nine spot. And these may not all be seventeen because some teams, uh, you know, well, anyway, there may not be always seventeen of these. But we have uh, those are the nines. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that was eighteen. I miscounted, but yeah, you're right. Uh, 
Wow. Uh, a lot of champions in there, former champions. John Haskell yeah. uh, won the FFPC a long time ago. Sean Coots won the FPC last year. Matt Bailey, year one, world championship. Kenny Lobley, the original world championship. <laughs> Chad Schroeder, uh, Glenn Lowy, last year's champion. Unbelievable uh, round. So the nine picks are, uh, I kinda like, I'm kind of like you. I love to work the turn, and you get to look ahead yep. at that 10, 11, and 12, see what they have, make your pick before that. I love working the turn. Let's bring in our guest uh, to talk about the next pick. Uh, this is the um, newest member of the FF Poolbox Scout Fantasy team. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open. Dr. Roto joins Red versus Blue. Dr. Roto, welcome, man. Dude, we're taking house calls. We're ready to go. Yeah, that's what I like to hear, Dr. Roto. Let's do it. How you been? Hope you guys had a good week. Yes, sir. Glad to hear you. We, it looks like we lost Emil, so hopefully we can get Emil back uh, for the announcements, or otherwise I'll have to try my best to take over. But, Dr. Roto, we wanted to get you on the show. Obviously, uh, we're thrilled to have you as part of the team now. It's, uh, it, it's great to be working with you and watching all of the action. You're there in the forums right now helping people. You're just kind of uh, showing that, you know what, you're, you're there on the forums helping out, writing the daily, uh, the daily Dr. Roto and some strategy articles. You've released your quarterback rankings, the top 20. What else is going on, man? You've got a lot going on right now. Yeah, it's busy over at Scout. We're trying to make this uh, an amazing site for people to uh, go to every day of, the, uh, of, just, of sports, right? So whether it's football or baseball or basketball, we want to be your destination place. But uh, we've written a couple of daily blogs, did the quarterback rankings 1 through 40. My tight end rankings are coming out tomorrow. There's a spot in the right. forums that people could ask their questions. You know, instead of asking them on Twitter and hoping that I see them, I will definitely right. be all over those scout message boards. So find me keepers, draft questions, auction strategy, whatever you need, ask Dr. Roto right there at fantasy.scout.com. Yeah, and, and Mike, I don't know if you saw, but uh, in Dr. Roto's exclusive quarterback rankings that you can find on Scout Fantasy – there was a very interesting pick there. Robert Griffin, obviously top five. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people could obviously see that. Uh, but the pick was Ben Roethlisberger as the eighth overall. Mike, I'm going to ask you about that. What do you think when the Roto Visionary comes out and says Ben Roethlisberger is the eighth best fantasy quarterback this year? Man, that's hard to that's hard to tell. But uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, how do you compare quarterbacks to quarterbacks? I mean, uh, Ben Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he could be that good. I mean, he could be that good, but I don't see him being number eight overall. You know, it's, it's really simple. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to total points. So what I literally do is, and I, and I encourage everybody to do this, I take the number of passing touchdowns you expect. How many passing yards and divide that, right, by the number of uh, whatever it is, point twenty or whatever you guys use. Then rushing yards and then rushing touchdowns. Don't forget, Roethlisberger is way more mobile than you think. This is a guy who could get 200 yards rushing and one or two rushing touchdowns. Then you add the points up, and at the end of the day, I had Ben Roethlisberger as my eighth-best quarterback. I think he's more comfortable in Todd Haley's offense. I think they're going to go to the no huddle much more often, and they're going to use that, I would say, virtually almost entirely the entire game. So you know what? You've got to be bold out there. If you look at last year's stats, you finished, where you, 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 you finished with last year, right? I want to look right. the year ahead. That's how you win leagues. 
Right. And I agree with you, Dr. Rodebo. I mean, the one thing about it is uh, Dr. you have to look ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going Dr. Rodebo from here on out. The one thing about it is you have to look ahead and not not in the past. That's right. That's right. Hey, see, in order I, to I think the that's, a, that's a key for high stakes, you know, and we talk about this all the time. If you want to win a high stakes league, you've got to be thinking a year ahead and not thinking last year. Right. Right. And I've, I've, I've made too many uh, mistakes myself uh, by just looking in the past, you know, keep, for instance, a classic example uh, in a dynasty league, keeping a hold of uh, Ray Rice for too long. I mean, bad move. But uh, anyway, I, I love that. Uh, I still I still don't think that uh, Ben is going to be your guy, though. I, I just think there's got to be another quarterback out there that's going to garner your more points than Ben Roethlisberger. All right. Well, you know, I look at it this way. It's ahead. not just the total points, but it's also looking at – and you may be right here, Mike. You know, the thing is, you look at a guy, what can he do consistently week in, week out? Is Peyton Manning better? Absolutely. Is, is Drew Brees better? For sure. But what you want to do is look – if you're in a total points league, which a lot of leagues are, at the end of the day, count them up, and there you have it. So what are you guys talking about tonight, Scott? you guys talking about draft positions? Draft slots uh, for the Fantasy World Championships are being announced tonight, Dr. Roto. And, uh, look, we, we're asking for favorite, favorite draft slots, uh, but it doesn't even have to be the favorite. Just pick a draft slot. We've already talked about the six and the nine. Pick a draft slot, and let's talk about it. Man, I've had a lot of luck at, like, number five. I don't know why I've had some good luck there, but I have. I like being closer to the turns, but I'll give you the, the, the true answer. It doesn't matter where I draft. You, you could be good no matter where you are. I like being at 3 or 10 or 2 and 11 because I think I can control the draft better because I can get a couple of picks near each other. But I've just had a lot of luck at number five. So who's picking number five this year? Anybody good? Let's hear yeah. it. Emil Cadlick, I hope we have you back, buddy. Emil, uh, let's, let's go ahead and yeah. roll off can those five picks for us. We can hear you just All fine, right. loud and clear. Beautiful. Mike like Santos five, Emil. Yes, we got Mike Santos and Kurt K again. We got Bill Lester, excellent player. Chad Schroeder, Shelly Fossum with the naked bootlegs, and we got Jeff Tirabasi twice. He's got two teams, both with a five slot. Uh, Joe Jefferson, Patrick Sorgi, Edward Nolan, and Matthew Bailey again with the five spot. He's got at least two teams, and Matthew Bailey, Andrew Miller. Tony Windus with the five, Tom Williams, BHS, Brad Cruz, and probably Tim also. It just says Brad here, but they probably are playing together. Fantasy Assassin. Uh, yep. Joe, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah the Joe Jefferson has another team at the five spot. Tony Windus, another team. Paul, uh, I forget it is, Maley. Maley. M-A-I-L-E. Gunny. And Derek, uh, I play golf with that dude in Vegas. Say what? <laughs> I said I play golf with that dude in Vegas, man. He, he was fun. Which and one, Derek? Derek? Yeah. No, yeah, Paul Maley. Paul Maley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Paul Maley. Yeah, but Derek, Derek also is out in Vegas, and he is an interesting character. Fun to play yeah, with that Derek at the out, table. That, that rounds out the, the that five, five picks there, Derek Heimstra. I heard a couple of. I heard a Chad Schroeder in there. Jeff Tirabasi, Cornfins, everybody knows Big Jeff, and he has two entries, by the way, 
into the FanDuel Baseball Million. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Joe yep. Jefferson, the, the new uh, the man behind the BFDFantasyFootball.com, uh, he's got a couple of five picks. Matt Bailey, our former champion from year one, $200,000 winner. Tony Windis, if everybody knows the name Tony Windis, he won the, the World Championship of Fantasy Football a couple years back. Uh, and then Brad Cruz, the fantasy assassin. So uh, a lot of good, a lot of good teams there. Uh, Doctor Roto, the yeah. five pick last week. You joined us for the Roto Bowl, and uh, we saw some very interesting things there. In that draft, it went three running backs: Forte, Charles McCoy, and then it went Calvin at four. They let Adrian Peterson fall and took Demarius Thomas. What do you think about Demarius in a situation like that over an Adrian Peterson? Can you give me a reason to do that and a reason not to do that? I, you know, I, I, can't, I don't know if I can give you a great reason to do that unless you're just a person who believes in, if you're in a PPR league and you think that Demarius Thomas is going to catch 9 to 10 balls a week, that you're getting a free 9 to 10 points before anything happens, right? Because all day, you know, sometimes he catches the ball, sometimes he doesn't. But I don't know how I leave Peterson on the board. I think I take him because how many potentially, you know, 1,800-yard rushers are there? I love Demarius Thomas this year. I think if you're picking six, seven, or eight, you have a great chance to get him. I love the five slot because I think the five slot allows you, you're going to get either Peterson, yep. Forte, Charles McCoy, or Megatron. You're guaranteed right. one of those guys, and I think that just gives you a little bit of not a big advantage, but just a little bit of advantage this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally I like agree. Project, I mean, that, that, sure. that five, uh, six spot uh, in that range, and that's why I was talking about it, uh, I would love to pick in that spot because uh, that gives you uh, flexibility. I mean, you're, you're going to get something good right there, and then you're, gonna, you're going to get something good on the turn uh, in the second round. So uh, you're guaranteed something well, and uh, somebody may pick uh, somebody that uh, – Way in front Pushes of them. another guy down. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Roto, yeah. uh, so you're saying it's the yeah. end of a tier there. You, do you feel like that's a tier drop right at the five, five going to six? It's real close, but yes, but I think it is that tier because that next group of guys for me is Demarius Thomas, Eddie Lacy, you know, Des Bryant, A.J. Green, but I think there's a difference. Yeah, I think you've got the big I mean, five. Right, then you've got that next little grouping there of, I would say, Thomas and Lacey are that 6-7 spot. And then 8-9-10 for me, you know, pick, pick, your, pick your receiver. You know, whether you want Dez, whether you want Brandon Marshall, whether you want A.J. Green. Right. Then you've got that next little group of those running backs, the Le'Veon Bell, the Monte Balls, the Marshawn Lynches, the Jimmy Grahams. So I think you've got, and then don't forget my boy Julio Jones-Roto. So I think you've got your five then you're two, then you're three. So it's a very interesting first round this year. Dr. Roto joins Red versus Blue mm-hmm. with Emil Cadillac and Michael Trin, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, after, with, with that five pick, uh, you're, you, I do kind of see a tier there. Uh, how, how likely is it that anybody slips up into that top five, not named one of those guys that you mentioned, like Demarius Thomas? Is he, is he the most likely candidate if you're going to slip somebody up into that five, would you, would you condone a Des Bryant at five? You know, I think the guy that you're going to see there, and you're going to call me crazy, but, hey, I think this is true, Jimmy Graham is going to fall in there. Somebody, especially okay. in those leagues where tight ends get 1.5 points per reception, where if somebody really thinks that Jimmy Graham, and I'm going to tell you my tight end rankings, he's 30 points ahead of the next guy, if people want yeah. point differentiation, 
they may push Graham there. I think that's a mistake. Actually, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you the, the um, four magazines, the Pro Forecast, the Cheat Sheets, the Draft Book, and the Diehards, two of them, uh, Graham was picked fifth and first in the, in the round, first round, and sixth and eighth. So what you say is true. At 50% of, the, of those drafts, he went five or above. Jimmy Graham did. Well, the, you know, if you're drafting uh, seven or eight, then uh, you might feel good about uh, A.J. Green then. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not talking about seven or eight. We're, we're talking about five, bro. We're talking about this is, this is Dr. Roto's <laughs> I, segment. I, this is the five. No, 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 Scott, bro. I know we're talking about five, but I'm just looking ahead. If you're drafting uh, six, seven, you know, eight, okay. A.J. Green, I mean, if he falls to you, why not? Okay, let, let's go ahead and, and move then, Dr. Roto. We've got a couple minutes left with Dr. Roto tonight. The eight pick, uh, Emil, go ahead and read off the eight picks for us, buddy. Number eight, first team, Nelson Souza, David Hubbard, and, De- and Derek Pearson. They all own that one team. Must and then a two-person, two, uh, Rich McClellan and Roger Gonzalez own a team for an eight slot. David Hughes, Chad Schroeder, David Martino, Dylan Aries, Gary Allen. I love this team, uh, team name, Trunk Monkey, one of my favorite sayings. Terry Tamblyn, is it? T-A-M-B-L-Y. Matthew Trahan, Michael Murray, Matt Lasarzo. Lasarzo, yeah. Lasarso, yes, thank you. Matthew Keefling. Brian Harwood. Can't forget that guy. Wayne Ellis. Jason Kahn, another champion. Christopher Hart. And the last one, Roy Lowry. Roy Lowry, that, that rounds That's, it up. That's the eight picks. Yeah, and let's look at that... Um, Let's look at that draft board, Dr. Roto, from last week at the Roto Bowl, the, the public draft board that we did here on Red versus Blue. A.J. Green was taken, and again, we, we, we did those six. Adrian Peterson was six. Des Bryant, seven. A.J. Green, eight. If you're in those shoes, would you do the same thing that Mark Porwood did, crown their ass? Would you take A.J. Green there, or would you be looking at your uh, at an Eddie Lacy? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to lean toward Eddie Lacy. I like A.J. Green. I just selected him 10 in a, in a draft I'm doing right now. That's going on. But I think I'm going to take Lacey because I like the fact that he is the man there for the Green Bay Packers, and Hugh Jackson scares me a little bit. I think that Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball fewer times this year than last year. But I think starting your draft with a wide receiver is the right move this year. I think drafting later in the first round gives you some big-time flexibility. So if you want to start your draft with a Des Bryant, with an A.J. Green, with a Brandon Marshall, I think you're on your way to a victory there. It's a good move. It's a solid move. I still like Lacey just a little bit more, but you can win the league easily with A.J. Green at number eight. That's why he's the Dr. Roto, uh, the only Dr. Roto. As part of Scout Fantasy, thank you for joining us, my man. We look forward to uh, everything you're doing with us uh, with Scout and FF Toolbox. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get expert advice from Dr. Roto, he said it, it is himself at the, at the start of the show. Get at him on the message board, the Scout Fantasy message board. He'll be there. He's, uh, he's kind of hanging loose right now, waiting for a couple of things to shake and bake, and he's there uh, putting up lots of content for you. Dr. Rowe, thank you for being on Red vs. Blue, my man. 
All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, let's bring on Emil, our next guest, and Mike. Uh, our next guest joins us for the uh, the mid middle of the hour here. Uh, the voice of FF Toolbox Radio. Uh, hope he can look into the crystal ball a little bit and predict a little bit. Look into the future here. What this first round is going to look like in this year's draft. The FF Magic Man, Micah James. Micah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, there's that voice. Loud and clear, Micah. How, how are you tonight, man? Good to, I'm good to hear from you. Fine. Yeah, you too, Scott. Got, Mike, how you doing? Emil, good to hear you. Hey there. Yep, it's a it's a big show here on uh, Red vs. Blue, the World Championship Draft Slot Selection Show. Micah, we we've uh, we've been down this road every year, and uh, you know they've even invented things. Uh, to solve the draft slot, quote-unquote, uh, dilemma, the, the, the uh, unfairness for the top of the draft versus the back of the draft. I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about this topic specifically with you, sir. The one pick for years with the Ladanian Tomlinson era, they thought that was an advantage. Uh, is it an advantage at all? Is it more mental? Because I know a lot of people like to say, hey, I get the one pick, and nobody can stop me from taking the best player. Not, you know, that's kind of like auction. You know, that's why people play auction. They want some control. And at the one pick, you, you do have some control over that first pick. Is that an advantage? I hate it. I want to trade it if I can. And it's not, you know, I, I like to have that number one pick, and you, you have the entire uh, draft board there. You can pick your guy. The problem for me with that number one pick is, you can't miss because there's nowhere to go but down. You know, it's like if you don't pick the person that provides the greatest bit of value, you failed. And so, yep. you know, if I have my brothers, it's certainly not to be at, at 1.01 in today's fantasy football world. No, I agree. Uh, well, you, you both agree. I, I, and, Emil, I would like to ask your opinion. I, I disagree, Emil. I, I do like uh, the, 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 the fact that I get to call the shot and, and take this whenever, wherever I want to go. Now, there's a little bit of pressure of thinking unconventionally. You're not really allowed to think unconventionally. It's a little tough to do that because of the pressure. Like, for example, this year, if it's not Forte, uh, Charles, or McCoy, you know, you can, if you're going with a Calvin or a Jimmy Graham, it, it, people are going to think you're you're trying to get cute. I mean, you know, would you would you do anything with that one other than a Forte, Charles, or McCoy this year, uh, Emil? Uh, well, probably not. I'll probably take one of the running backs. I mean, I just don't. If there's not a great difference between one and two, three, and four, then you might as well be at four, and then you're higher in the second, fourth, and sixth rounds. That's the problem. The problem is. Back way when, there was a big advantage, as you mentioned. And so by the time you got to the second round, you already had a big advantage with your first pick, and now you're in the bottom of the second round. But if there's not a big advantage, if I can take a guy at the fifth spot that I think is going to perform close to the first guy, then I'm better off. And so that's the problem. Being in the first slot, you really have to believe you have either um, consistency with the player you take. You may not be huge numbers over this two to four guy, but you know the reliability is high, and therefore that's an advantage, too, that we don't talk a lot about. Uh, so I don't really like one right now. I, I just It's so far away from the second pick. I just don't like Micah, it. Micah, it could be my, down lower. Yeah. Micah, look into yeah, the future a little bit there, buddy. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. When you look into the future a little bit, that third round, 
Uh, there's a lot of picks there. Obviously, you could go wide receiver, uh, and all the wide receivers are fairly similar. The Jordys, the Pierre Garçon, the Randall Cobb. I mean, I'd be pretty happy with any of those guys as my third guy. But a lot of times, if you needed a, a, a running back there, uh, you, you obviously you took one in the first round. Um, you, you, you do need to kind of go in the FFWC format. You need to get you a couple of good wide receivers there at two and three. You might not be able to do that at, at three and four as far as grabbing that wide receiver there. No, and, and honestly, for me, if, if I'm drawing the very first pick overall, if it's a league where we're starting three wide receivers, I'm taking Calvin Johnson. I just did uh, yesterday in a draft wow. that I did, and, and I didn't have to wow. think hard about it because there's so much – uh, uh, you know, you just cannot be confident in Jamal Charles repeating what he did. You cannot be confident in LaShawn McCoy repeating what he did last year. Calvin Johnson has been a oh, top three wow. for the past three years, and he did number three last year with a broken hand. So, you know, I've taken the guy that I have confidence in delivering on at least first-round value, and heck with it. You know, I'll, I'll make up running back later. There's a lot of guys that I can get in the second, sure. third, fourth round. Uh, that'll round out my squad. So I'm taking somebody that I have a little bit more confidence in, which is Calvin. So basically, Michael, what you're saying is that uh, you would not take uh, LaShawn McCoy or Jamal Charles if you had the first pick. That is correct. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, if you remember, FF Toolbox does something every year with our rankings. We call it the box score where the algorithms crunched the numbers, and last year it crunched. Calvin Johnson was the number one overall pick, according to the box score, and it said take Calvin uh, versus, you know, you might have been thinking about taking an Adrian Peterson or, or, or somebody else last year, uh, a Doug Martin perhaps. Uh, but last year, man, Jamal Charles was at 60-point week in, in week 15, and then LaShawn McCoy was 35 in week 16. Those are money, money weeks for a running back. I love to have that in the in the winter months. Uh, Amo, go ahead and run off the one pick participants in this year's 2014 World Championship. All right, the first one we have is Edward Molin, Michael Edelman, Rick Falvo, and we also have Tim Madden with Rick Falvo, Joey Brown, Jules McLean with a new team name of Smokey's Doghouse. So maybe that'll, that'll get her some additional momentum, I guess. Drew Maselli, Robert Wallace, Michael P., Jim Scarnati, Jason Washington, Tony Windus, Neil Compton, Jake Rickrod, Rickrod, I guess it is, Rick Matthew Rod, yeah. Carpenter, Tim Deneau, and then the team of Mike Santos and Kirk Kay, and the last one, Jason Aberly. That's the number Jason one. Jason Aberly, yeah, the Godfather. And we're we're going to work on this. Kurt Kikis, say it with me. Kurt <laughs> Kikis. Yeah, Mike Santos and Kurt Kikis. Yep, Kikis. Uh, there's a lot of good players here. By the way. No, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just having fun. Uh, look, the, you, there was a name there that you mentioned. I want everybody to know Matthew Carpenter. Matthew Carpenter played in the mock draft world championship last year in the 12 teamer, and he won the whole thing. And this year, he and his fiance are at the penthouse suite in Mirage, at, in Las Vegas, and he, did, and he is in Wait. the fantasy football world championship airfare, hotel, 
main event, he drew the one pick. That's pretty darn interesting. Uh, a nice little subplot there. So the Matt Carpenter is the Mock Draft champ. And, again, if I didn't mention it before, MockDraftNow.com. You can actually start drafting. It's up now. Draft away to your heart's content and, and get, you, uh, get you a team. Micah, uh, there's another pick I want to talk about. Let's go to the other uh, side of the, of the draft board, the 11 hole. It's a lot more ones where you're concerned here. The Immortal Portal, the number 11. It's at the back end of the draft. And this year, if you look at the Roto Bowl uh, that we drafted last week, Peyton Manning went at 11. Now, you just said something about Calvin at number one. That's unconventional. If Peyton Manning, let, let's just hypothetical, if Peyton Manning were to duplicate the season that he had last year, hypothetically speaking, the 486 fantasy points that he scored, which was 130 points better than the number three scorer, Andy Dalton, would he be worthy of your first-round selection? Yeah, if you, if you told me 100% certainly that he was going to do that, then, I mean, I would take him first overall in the draft. The problem is wow. we don't expect that to happen. And, you know, the, the, when, when you're looking at a positional advantage, especially with a quarterback or a tight end, you know, where there's positional scarcity, if you've got a guy that you can be that certain of, then certainly he's worthy of your first-round pick. I think, you know, if you told me 100% that any of what we call the first-round guys are going to play 16 games and give you an entire season – then they're moving up my draft board because that eliminates all the risk. But we know that that's not the case. And so, especially with quarterback, granted, Peyton Manning was head and shoulders above everybody else last season. Now, you know, Aaron Rodgers missing half of the season probably had a lot to do with that. But if you've got a position that gives you that much of an advantage, you have to take, take, you know, charge of that. But – for me, quarterback, especially in the background of the first round, uh, I'm not going that direction unless it's a 6.2 quarterback passing TD league. Uh, otherwise, I'm looking at maybe maximizing my wide receiver with a Des Bryant or an A.J. Green. If I happen to be that fortunate, maybe you can get Jimmy Graham there. Uh, or maybe you go running back. You know, you can find an Arian Foster at 111, and I think that's a fantastic value this season. Well, if you look at the last week's Rotable draft, Micah, Des Bryant was gone. A.J. Green was gone. Uh, Jimmy Graham could have just as easily been gone instead of Peyton Manning. Uh, DeMarco Murray was gone, and Brandon Marshall was gone. So the, 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 the options that were left were these. Monty Ball, Eddie Lacy, actually. Let's just, let's just put Eddie Lacy up into that category. Let's say he was taken instead of DeMarco Murray. So we'll give you this. We'll give you DeMarco, Monty Ball, and Julio Jones, what would you do there? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting for Mike. <laughs> if the question is sure. to me, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go Monty Ball. I, um, uh, I think yeah. that DeMarco Murray, there's still a little bit of a health risk there. I'm also not real confident that Dallas is going to run as much as we expect. I think that team's going to have to be playing a lot of catch-up. And I love Julio Jones, but I think I can get a very comparable receiver three picks later uh, in the second round. So I'd probably lock up Monty Ball and then take my best shot at receiver in round two. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, Monty you Ball. know, I, I think yeah, I, I think that Dallas is going to uh, run uh, DeMarco Murray, but uh, Murray. you know, in a dream scenario, that's what you want, and uh, that's that's what you want to get. But you never know. I mean. 
you know, they have all the the, the pieces in place, so uh, you never know. You never know what Mike's going to do on the 11th spot. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. That's what I was waiting for. I, you buzz know, the meter. Buzz the meter. Anytime I shoot an 85, nine, that's eight and a half. I deserve it after shooting an 85 today. Damn. Uh, Emil Cadlick, Commissioner, Commissioner Cadlick, uh, 11 picks. Go ahead and read them off for all the participants at home, the Fantasy Football World Championships. They want to know, are they going to be drafting the 11 pick? Are they going to choose between Monty Ball, DeMarco <coughs> Murray, Geo, and potentially a wide receiver there? Go ahead, read them off, 11 picks. All right, David Hughes, Comeback Player of the Year. Yep. The three-teamer, Nelson Souza, David Hubbard, and Derek Pearson. Must see TV. Chad Schroeder. Chad Schroeder yep. as a team. Sean Cruzen. Jason Aberly. Aberly, I'm sorry. That's the godfather. He's trying to, he's trying to cop off your name. Again. Yeah, he's trying to cop your name. Yeah, there you are. Chad, Chad Schroeder again. James uh, Mattis, is it? Mattis? Mattis? Yep, Mattis. M-A-T-T-O-S. Yep. Brian Owens, Jason Mitchell, Skull Full of Mush, Adam Rolls, Kevin Clues or Clues? Clues, yep. Yeah, Kimra uh, Sleicher, John Haskell, and the last one, Bill Mandel. Mandel, yep, Mandel, yep. Mandel, okay. Sorry about that, uh, Bill. That is it for number right. 11. Those are the 11 spots in the Fantasy Football World Championship. John Haskell, Syracuse Slappers, the number one player in the world, Chad Schroeder. And, uh, yeah, we mentioned Brian Owens, too. David Hughes had such a fantastic year. He's going to be drafting from the 11. Micah James, FF Magic Man, the host of FF Toolbox Radio, you're doing a fantastic job there. The ratings are going up. The quality of the show has went up tremendously. Uh, The listenership is up, bro. You are absolutely killing it on that show. One final question for you about the 11 pick. Would you consider a Giovanni Bernard at any spot there at either 111 or 22? Is that too early to you? Because I love Gio, but everybody's hyping up Jeremy Hill and the amount of carries that he's going to get. Doesn't concern me at all. I think uh, as long as you're in a PPR league, Gio at that spot uh, is a very solid pick. I'd probably wait until the second round, uh, but I've seen a lot of turns where you've got Le'Veon Bell and Giovanni Bernard kind of going at the 12-1 Two one or the twelve uh, one twelve two one, so I think if you want Geo, you've got to take him at eleven and then take the wide receiver there. Uh, a lot of upside with him. I think that uh, Cincinnati's offense is going to run through Bernard, uh, so he's definitely in play for me down there at the bottom of the first. FF Magic Man, you can hear him on Tuesday nights at seven thirty Eastern on for FF Toolbox Radio. Thank you for coming on, my man. Absolute great job. Love having you on. And uh, keep rocking the keep rocking the podcast, buddy. Will do, guys. Have a good rest of your night. All right, FF Magic Man, looking into the future and into his crystal ball. Uh, Amal Cadillac, I'm joined by the Commissioner Cadillac, Michael Trent, as always, uh, Brandenburg, Kentucky. We're rolling right along. We've got a lot to cover this week, guys. So we are actually staying on schedule. Great job of that. The crew, the chat room, some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football are with us tonight. My first shout out to the crew. Huge, huge chat room tonight listening for the draft slots. They want to know what draft slots they're picking from. It's like yeah, Christmas morning it. here 
It is. Scott, I'm telling you, it is. It is. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of waiting myself. It is. And look, and, and we're not even getting picks, you know, and we're excited for these guys. You know, that's just, it's Christmas. It's what it feels like. Christmas in July. Yeah. All right. Get a little Christmas but music I, there. I, I, uh, I, I want to give you a big shout-out, Scott, real quick, uh, for yeah. the FFWC uh, team and everything. You know, this, this this whole thing started with a thread on uh, Facebook, and uh, Eric and uh, those guys, man, you guys are great. I mean, this is a way to do things. You know, you start out with stuff, and, and it ends up being something pretty cool. And yeah, I want to give a me. big shout-out to uh, Scott and the uh, FF Toolbox team. Uh, you know, they don't have to give out a free roto bowl, but they did. And I appreciate that, Scott. You know, that's pretty awesome. Hey, it's a nice uh, social uh, social gathering going on on Facebook. It's a viral thing. There's hundreds and hundreds of posts going on. And uh, Jason Wheeler's post it started with, with Eric, uh, and just it started going and having a life of its own. And we thought, what you know, it would be a good way to uh, get everybody going. The league is called Come Get Some. Look for the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag Come Get Some. Uh, it's a it's a league of some very very good players. But back to the crew in the chat room. We've got another special guest coming up. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat room. Brightside Alive, Crown Their Ash, Fantasy Assassins, Fantasy QB, Jeter Booth, Get Paddled. Lots and lots and lots of guests. Thank you for being here. Henry Muto, IPS Driver, Kicking Bass, Mobile App Startup. Thank you for sending Mike the new cell phone. Uh, Mojo Rising, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, Sideline Sage, Journal Mint, and Wayne Ellis. Uh, again, our guest tonight is Emil Cadlick, Commissioner Cadlick, with the uh, the Draft Slot Selection Show. But the guest right now is none other than Brad Cruz, the Fantasy Assassins. Brad, thank you for being a part of Red vs. Blue tonight on this really special night here. It's like Christmas. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me, Scott. Well, you, you like this song here? This this. this. Maui and Christmas, and it goes together. Oh, Brad, I know you're dancing, Brad. I know you're dancing. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say. On a bright I don't think anybody wants to see me dance. We had the uh, luxury, actually, uh, the fortune of being able to go and take the family to Maui for Christmas a couple years ago. The kids loved it. Uh, it's a it's an amazing time when you've spent your Christmases forever in the Midwest in the freezing and snow, and you go there and everybody is in the Christmas spirit, but it's beautiful weather out there. It's amazing. I, I it's uh, a, a just a, something you got to do once in your lifetime. Put it on your bucket list. Uh, but here we go, Brad Cruz, the Fantasy Assassins, one of the top ranked players in the world. Because man, you're just you know you have this you have this uh, mo. I'm gonna say of this number cruncher guy, this guy that just crunches so many numbers and then knows how to take those numbers and use them in the draft in a, in a, in a special way. But can you tell the listeners at home what you're doing with those numbers? Why, why is, is that true? Is that, a, is that a fair assessment? You do a lot with numbers. I, um, yeah, you know, I work with my brother on, on all these drafts, and uh, between the two of us, I am the guy that probably runs the numbers significantly more. Whereas uh, uh, he's more of the scout and is interested in the in spotting the the player talent that's coming up. Uh, so basically, just try to you know mix in the projections that the various websites give you with your own look, 
and, and where there's anomalies, that's where you want to take advantage of it by either avoiding a guy or by jumping on a guy. Mike, do you have any questions for the number cruncher fantasy assassin here? Where, where do you come, uh, I mean, where do you find out your uh, numbers? I mean, uh, where, did, where was it ever based from is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, how, how do you get there? How do you get to that bottom line of this is what he's going to produce? You're looking at last year. You're looking at yeah. the offense. You're looking at all the other moving parts. What are you doing? Well, I, I guess I, I do a few different things. One is I just grab projections from various different sites that uh, I've grown to think are pretty decent as, as a baseline. But then I I look at all the coordinator and head coaching changes and and that looks for opportunity of a different player maybe to emerge, and so I take a closer look at those projections, and you know see if they're I might uh, think they're underestimating or overestimating somebody based on the change in scheme, uh, and then I, I I do a crack at my own numbers for for a smaller quantity of players, and then compare to see where where I'm at, and if if they come out significantly higher or significantly lower than the consensus out there. Uh, then I know to avoid that player or to uh, make sure I get that player, even if I have to go early for him. Mike, what he basically said is way over our heads. He, he I am the smartest man alive! That, no, that, that, that's kind of... I mean, that's I mean, that's, that, no, seriously, Scott. I mean, he, he broke it down uh, in, in a way that, uh, you know, you hopefully had, everybody no that's listening can, you know, can understand. Uh, because... It makes a lot of sense. But you didn't. Right. I didn't either. I mean, look, it, it's very hard to get your brain around what Brad Cruz is doing on that board, and you never will. That's why he created those those draft boards so that you couldn't see and sneak in on what he was doing. You had to peer over, and then, you know, he's covering it up. Uh, Brad Cruz joined us. Emil Cadlick, Commissioner Cadlick, <laughs> joined Scott and Mike here. Uh, Emil, we're going to talk about the four pick with Brad Cruz because I want to talk about the four. There's a lot, of, lot to like about the four pick this year. Uh, go ahead and give us the four pick participants this year in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Number four. Number four. Let's start with Andreas Bryson. A.J. Bryson. Military, thank you for your service, man. Yes, Joe Jefferson. Chad Schroeder. And the team of Mike Santos and Kurt something. Kurt K. Kikis. 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 <laughs> Matt Bailey. Ryan Strickler. Jeff Man, Tarabasi. Former, former football guy, Chan. Yep. Yeah, Jeff Tarabasi with the four. Chad Schroeder again. Danny Gibson. Chad Schroeder again. Scott Lawrence. And then we have a John and uh, Marianne McConnell. And then we have Josh Lieberman, yep. former Josh champion Jason Kahn. Yeah, Jason Kahn, yep. former champion in the past. Robert oh, yeah. Wallace. Robert Wallace and then Chad Schroeder again. Richard Bell and another uh, lifer, Danny uh, Bannis. Banish. Banish, Banish, yep. Benish, Benish, and a character, Tommy Yates, Tom Yates. Recovery his, boy. Uh, got 50, Tommy. Oh, yeah, man, the guy's hilarious to look at, and a character and a 
Yeah, I think he won the NFFC a few years back. He's a very good player. Here obviously. we go, Steelers. Tom? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. We can only imagine who he's going to take in the first two uh, rounds if yeah. with the fourth pick. That yeah, would be oh, oh, yeah. If you gave him the eleven, he was taking Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown back to the. He, he who was says doing that. he's not going to take Le'Veon Bell with the fourth pick? I, he could. Bet, he could take Le'Veon Bell I'll and he could cookie. take Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he could take he could take Larry Fitzgerald because he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Williams. Richard Bell, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, we have a Richard Bell with the fourth pick. Yep. And yep. the naked bootlegs, Shelly Fossum. That rounded out. Fossum. Fossum. Thank you, Emil. Thank you, Emil. Thank you, Emil. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another good crew. You know, there's a couple of players good there crew. that won their team this year, courtesy of May Madness. May Madness is all about putting your deposit in before the end of May, and you qualify for the free May Madness giveaways. Jason Kahn won a team this year. Team Shocker, and Robert Wallace won a team. And i got to tell you, there's nothing I like more to, than the stories that people email me after they've won uh, when we get to do those drawings online, live on the podcast, on the video cast, the Hangouts. And they've, uh, they've, like, they, when they see the drawing and they see their number pull out, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like Christmas. You know, you won a main event team. Yeah. Uh, Jason called me after he won, and he was like, dude, I was sitting there with my son. We were watching. You pulled my number, and I almost cried, bro. It was just like... So awesome, you know, <laughs> that you uh, you just sit there and won a main event team, you know, right there on there. It's pretty pretty cool. But uh, let's talk about this four pick with Brad Cruz. Congratulations, four pick uh, participants in the in the world championship. Now you know your number. You can mock draft over at mockdraftnow.com. Uh, Brad, let's talk about it. There's some running backs there and Calvin Johnson. Uh, if if that happens with Charles and McCoy at one and two, and then let's say Calvin goes at three. Uh, are you liking Matt Forte this year at four? Am I giving away any secrets with that, or, or, or would you like to phrase it a different way? I, well, where I am right now with the big four running backs, I, I think if I'm in the top four picks, I, I go with one of those running backs. Okay. Each one of them has an area of concern. It's not big enough for me right now to say I would knock him out of that and go with a, a Calvin or a Demarius or a Dez or whoever. Um, so I, I'd, I'd go safe and go uh, big four running back. Mike, I mean, you said I, I, big four running backs. Is that is that what you agree with? Too, you take four running backs, or would you try to sneak Calvin up there somewhere? For is there anybody in that top four, Mike, that really gives you a little bit of pause? No, I would I would try to sneak Calvin up there anywhere, anywhere I can. Well, over over which one? Which one gives you pause? You got McCoy, Charles, Peterson, and Forte. <sighs> which one are you? You're, you're kind of down on one of those. Is that what I'm hearing, bro? No, no, I would I would try to sneak uh, Calvin over uh, AP. Okay, Cal. Okay, we got it. Calvin over AP. Uh, yep. <clears throat> Brad said he would take the top four running backs. Let's talk about the impact of the second round, Brad. You took the running back in the first. In the second round, you're very likely looking at an out. I'm thinking what's going to happen is you're going to be faced with like Arian Foster, Marshawn Lynch, Rob Gronkowski. Or um, you know another one of those tiered wide receivers like Cobb, Nelson, Garcon, something like that. What are you doing at two nine if that's your decision? The, the young running backs are gone. Jimmy Graham's gone. The stud wide receivers are gone. You could, maybe let's say Julius Thomas is there. Let's let's look. Julius Thomas, Rob Gronkowski, Foster, Lynch, and that other tier of wide receivers. What are you doing at two nine, buddy? 
So I think I'd, I'd start my wide receiver run there in the second round. I like I like those wide receivers that are going to be sitting there. Um, any one of them could approach a Calvin's number, you know, not when projecting them to, but uh, all are very solid. So Cobb, Nelson, Garcon, all those guys would be in the mix for you? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't do Garcon there, but Cobb, Nelson, maybe okay. a Jeffries there, no. maybe an Antonio no. Brown. No, no, neither one of those guys is going to be there, homie. No, 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 we're talking about Vegas. We're talking about well, all I looked at the high-stakes ADP, and they were all available there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. We know, we know what's going to happen by the time that August August 24th. By the time the Vegas – yeah. I mean, that's very true. By the time Vegas rolls around, what's going to happen is there's going to be start getting separation in the running back class, right, because there's no longer going to be a, a difference of opinion of who the lead running running back is on these things. So guys who are going the fifth, sixth round right now, are clearly the starter. They're going to slide way up. They're going to be in the fourth round or the, even in the third sometimes. And and so now Brad ADP the, is going to shuffle. The, I don't. I, I uh, Brad don't in the uh, cheat sheets. Brad in the cheat sheets magazine, you actually had the fifth pick, and the first four running backs went. Do you remember who you picked with that fifth pick? <laughs> in the magazine, <laughs> I thought I had the eighth yeah. pick. Uh, that's I another one. This, you had, you had Jimmy check. Graham. You took Jimmy Graham. Yeah, but I thought that was eighth. Nope. Okay, it was fifth. But yeah, anyway, and then, you, and then you took uh, Julio Jones in the second round. Yes. Whoa. So, so I, I do remember so taking Graham, then Julio. Yeah, cool. Uh, I really don't see Graham. anything. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I, I don't see any change from the uh, running backs. From uh, I'm looking down to round two. Uh from the second round forward, I don't see any change from those running backs. It's it's going to per, be pretty much the same, and uh, you know it's going to be wide receiver dominated. But uh, the running backs, they're not going to change. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Brad Cruz, the fantasy assassins, tells you four picks. If you have the four, you take one of those big four running backs, the last of the four. Look. You're not really calling the shots there. You're just taking the fourth. It doesn't matter. It, you, it's a very no-pressure kind of pick. You just take whichever one is left to you, and then you get the first selection of wide receiver before they do. So they get to take the running backs from you, but you get the whichever, four that, whichever fourth that they didn't take, and then you get to select the wide receiver, hopefully. And like he said, maybe Alshon's there, uh, but you could definitely probably get a Cobb or a Jordy or something like that. You get your pick of wide receiver, make it count, and then the third round, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all going to be some magic there, uh, Brad, right? I mean, you, you start that wide receiver run in the FFWC because you have to have receivers. Yeah, I think I continue going receiver in round three the way it, way it looks right now. You know, unless there's a running back that surprises you there or if you become a big believer of an Ellington and he's there for you. Um, yeah. Other than that, I, I don't see a, a running back that would talk me out of uh, continuing to pick from those wide receivers. All right, Brad. Thank you for being on Red vs. Blue, my man. The number-crunching fantasy assassin. You don't want him at your table, bros. That is not something that's going to turn out well for you. Brad, uh, thanks for being on Red vs. Blue, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Brad was uh, Brad Cruz was on, one of the top-ranked players in the world. Uh, Emil, let's go ahead and get this seven pick out of the way. Lucky seven. Uh, seven pick overall here. Um, actually, Sounds I'm sorry. I'm first. sorry. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Seven. Seven. Lucky seven. You want to go with seven? Seven. First guy, yeah. David Strand. 
House of Orange. I don't know if I remember that yep. name. Mark yep. Roberts, Stephen Hutcherson. Yep. Dennis Salisbury. Yep. John uh, is it Path or Pathy? Path. I'm not sure. It's yep. Path. Yep. Pardon. Path. Stephen Will. And uh, Joseph Hong. Kyle Stein. Yep. May Man is winner. And former. Yes, former champ Glenn Lowy. Yep, last year champ. Michael Brown. Brown there he dogs. is, downtown. Downtown Michael Brown. Downtown Michael Brown, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Aladdin Lajvardi. Christian. Warricus. <laughs> that's the fantasy. That's the fantasy Smurf. If you've listened to Red vs. Blue, yeah. Emily, you'd know fantasy Smurf by now. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess I don't listen. Danny nope, Mueller. <laughs> Danny Mueller. Then we have Mike Priest. Matthew uh, Keefling again. Yep. Jason Mitchell. And our buddy Tommy Yates with the second team. Yep. And Brad Cruz was just on the phone. Oh, there he that is. That is for oh. seven. Oh, and he's, he's gone. Oh, we should have had Brad back on. He just drew the seven pick. Brad, call back up. Talk about your seven pick. You got to you got to call back up and talk about the seven. Oh, hey, let's bring on let's He's bring on our next guest. Beer right now. Oh yeah, you know what? I don't listen to your show either, Emil. So there. Uh, let's go ahead and bring on our guest uh, for the, the the last half of the show here, the last half hour here. Uh, our one and only Larry Gold from the from the high stakes coverage of FF Toolbox and Scout Fantasy. Larry, my man, how's it going? Hey, Scott, how you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be on the show. Oh, glad to have you here, Larry Gold. First time on Red vs. Blue, I think, right? It is, it is. Great week Not going to be the last. We're drafting. I'm telling you what, guys. I'm telling you right now, Larry Gold is the next Adam Schefter of, of high-stakes fantasy football, bro. This guy is on the phones, hammered. His Rolodex is deep with high-stakes right, player names. We have a question, we ask it, and Larry gets the answers from the best players in the world. I'm asking him, Larry, what are they doing at the 12 pick? So, Larry, the 12 pick is up next on, on this show here. We're, we're going to announce the 12 pick participants. What are the high-stakes players doing with the 12 pick? You know, I, I just spoke with Car, uh, Corey Parson from uh, XM uh, Series a little bit while ago, and he's all about the wide receiver, and I, I tend to agree with him. I mean, you look at last year's first round, we had five busts and they were all running backs. You know, you had Spiller, Rice, Foster, Martin. You know, Richardson didn't get injured, but, you know, he was basically a bust. And you get all these studs at the end of the first round, and, you know, you go down the list of the, the running backs that are there. They're all great. They're all second-year guys, but they're still, they're still unproven. You look at the receivers that are going to be there at 12. You have, you know, Dez will be gone, and, and, you know, Demarius will be gone, and all those guys, but you have Julio Jones. You have Antonio Brown with all his receptions. You have Brandon Marshall. I mean, there's no questions with those guys. They're just beasts, and you just plug them in. You know you're going to get your points. So, you know, it seems like everyone's on board with the receivers in the back end of the round. I'll take the receiver. I, usually here's, here's, my, here's my basic strategy for the 12 pick, and this is what I do just to be safe because it's a long way away from you uh, for that pick 312, right? I, I usually play it safe running back and wide receiver if one of my running backs is there. And, look, I can take a Bell, a Geo, a DeMarco Murray, uh, probably in the, in a different order there. It'd probably be Demarco Bell Geo. That's probably my order. 
Although I like Geo for the number one pick overall, so if I if I if I just had the guts to do it, I would do it, but I don't. So, uh, and then I like Julio Jones there. If I can get Julio Jones at two one, I am walking to the bank because I I had him as my number two wide receiver overall last year, and if it if it weren't for that injury, I think he would have been right up there at the top. And 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 like Dr. Roto said last week, Dr. Roto said Julio Jones, or he called him Julio Jones Roto. Julio Jones could catch twelve touchdowns in his sleep, right? So with a, with an average with an average year the 12 pick Larry we didn't talk about the seven let's go back to the seven pick for those for for those listeners at home real quick and then we'll have Emil read off the 12 pick the seven pick is AJ Green Des Bryant something along that lines or do you go ahead and take one of those running backs that are that are falling to the back yeah you know I think I think it's the same situation I think you know when you when you're looking at Des and AJ Green and you know maybe maybe you get lucky and Demarius falls. Those are the those are there's like a second year. You have Calvin, who's obviously his own tier, and then you have Thomas, and you have Dez, and you have AJ Green. It's so hard to pass up on those guys when you can, especially when you can combine it back with either another stud wide receiver or like what you were saying with a Geo or something like that. It's just such a pretty way to start a draft. You know, it's it's hard to say no. I mean, I know you'll have you'll have the argument for Jimmy Graham, but you know the problem with Jimmy Graham is you know as great as and dominant as he is. You know, you're talking about, you know, in, this, you know, in the World Championships, there's going to be weeks you're going to have to start right. five wide receivers. So if you can start and take away at that depth right away with two receivers and then, you know, pick up a tight end in the sixth round, you know, it, it, to me, it's all about the receiver. And, you know, as great as Graham is, you know, if Dez and, and Green are there, I'm going Dez or Green. Yeah. So it's pretty important to uh, get those running backs quick and, uh, and then just yeah. – let, let everything fall where it may. You know, if for some reason you get, you know, if you get, you know, a McCoy somehow falls, you know, I've seen Peterson go six. So if he can go six, he can go seven. Um, when Peterson falls, he's the one guy where, you know, we're not going to see him for that much longer. You know, he's in the middle towards the end of his career, and he's, he's a beast. So if you can still get him, you know, at six or seven or eight, I think he's the one guy that I would out, you know, step out of my comfort zone of going receiver. But other than him, sure. You know, Des, you know, Des and AJ Green are just so solid, and there's just no questions with them. I think uh, I, I I would take the receiver there in at Des Bryant. Although I am, I guarantee you that Eddie Lacy's stock is going to be right around that spot somewhere eventually. When it comes time to Vegas, it seems like the running back stocks always go up. There's a good wide receiver selection in the second round there at at uh, two six that I think you'll be able to choose from. Hopefully that an Alshon Jeffrey falls to you, you know, that you can still get a, get a pick like that. In the third round, I'm looking at uh, like a C.J. Spiller pick, something with a lot of upside there. And I don't really care for the other options there at wide receivers. So I've, I'm, I'm going to want to get my wide receivers in one and two and then take my shot at a wide receiver uh, at running back like Spiller or something in the third, hopefully he can there. Man, this uh, would, you take Vereen in the, would you take Vereen in the third, would you? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm on the same board, you know, receiver, receiver, and then if somehow you're fortunate enough to have C.J. Spiller or, or Vereen, I mean, Vereen had 50 Jack receptions Stanky. in half the season. So, I mean, you, if you get a whole season out of him, he's just a PPR beast. If you can find a running back that gets you 80-plus receptions in the third round, that's, that's a no-brainer. Would yeah. uh, okay. Zach Stacy fit, fit there or no. out no, of no, bounds no. there? No, no, no. He's the FF tool. Aren't you reading FF toolbox, bro? It's he's a bust. He's the FF bro, toolbox bust. It's way overpriced. Okay, Emil Cadlick, go ahead and run those eleven picks off uh, for or the twelve picks, the ones Larry talked about. The twelve pick uh, 12 right picks. there at the turn. <clears throat> nice spot to be. 
Okay, a little hint as I go through these, before I go through these, I'm changing Brad Cruz's name to, from Fantasy Assassins to Slot 12. Okay, the first 12, <laughs> a two-teamer, David Stanfield and Jeff Hayden, Haydorn. Yeah, Haydorn, yep. Matthew Bailey, Joe Jefferson, uh, Ronald Altenol, Altenol, is that it? Yep, yep. And uh, Brad and Tim Cruz. And Mike Santos and Kurt Kikas? Kikas. 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 Okay, I'm getting closer. I'm almost done, but I'm getting closer. closer. Charlie uh, Minton? Yep. Andrew Leach? Yep. Kenny Lavalie? Brad Cruz? Brian Owens? Uh, Kimberly Slicer? Brad Cruz, uh, Mike Santos, and Kirk Kikas. Yeah, I think I may have got. I may have got it that. Time. And after Brad Kikas and uh, Santos is Brad Cruz, Tony Windus, and the last one here, David Stanfield. Oh, so right now, you Brad got it, man. Crying. Okay, uh, okay, okay. You nailed it. You nailed it. What were you saying? What were you saying about Brad Cruz? I said uh, he's probably right now crying, uh, leaning over his table, listening to the radio show. Because in the oh. past he never liked twelve, and so he's got. Oh, he uh, never. Oh, he, he never liked twelve. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, he said. Here he says yeah. in the chat room. He says three of five in year one were slot twelve too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's right. just well, twelve. We, we need to change his name to twelve. Mike, give us a 12, buddy. 12. Where are you at, Just Mike? Just tell him Mike. that he sounds as bad as I do on the radio. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, we got a okay. great relationship. All right, we're going to go ahead and get the twos out of the way. We've got we got 17 minutes left in the show, guys. Uh, Larry Gold joined us. Emil Cadillac, Commissioner Cadillac. So the twos, we're going to go to the twos right away. Uh, the start of the draft, if somebody takes Charles, you're probably taking McCoy. If somebody takes McCoy, you're probably taking Charles, and you're, you're <clears> feeling pretty good like the draft is, is, is okay. There's there's no decisions ready to be right. made until the second round. So go ahead, two picks. Uh, Emil Cadillac, come All right, Cadillac. pick twos. Sean Cruzen, Chad Schroeder, uh, two-teamer Brad Wagner and Andy uh, Viewer. Riviere. Michael Michael Edelman, Bob Offerson. Yep. Billy Wasowski. Billy Wasowski. Chad Schroeder. Yep. Yes, Chad Schroeder. And Billy Wasowski again. Billy Wasowski. And Ethan, Ethan uh, Foster. Ethan Foster. Yeah, Lena Wan. Yep, yep. Yes, there you are. Danny Mueller. Round and Pam. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Hillings, leader of the yep. pack. And here's a tomb teamer. And by the way, it's Apollo Lacey and uh, Rick McClellan. Of course, Lacey's been around forever, a great player. And she, she holds up, she is. is what I've been told. She's, she's yeah, the real brains behind forensic football, bro. She's the brains. Okay. There you are, yes. Uh, Greg Thorpe. Terry uh, Tardugno. Tarduk, Tardugno. Yep, Tardugno. Pirate monkeys, yep. And here's another uh, Rich McClellan. I, uh, this is a sideline cracker, so. It may be a single team there. Stefan uh, Kegley, 
Andrew Miller. Christian, and there's that name, Warikas. Warikas. Fantasy Smurf, yeah. Fantasy Smurf. Uh, Terry Tardugno. That's the second yep, time as a pick two. Yep. Uh, Zeb, Zeb Cap. Yep. Zeb. The second one and the last one here is Greg Morgan. Captain Morgan. Those yeah, are the Greg two. Morgan. Morgan. Greg Morgan and Perry Van Hook. That's Captain Morgan. Zeb Cap, by the way, won his main event playing the Week 16 weekly game at FF Toolbox, the weekly game that cost 10 bucks. He oh played that, so you you definitely oh want to play the uh, the weekly weekly salary cap stuff. Uh, Larry, we want to get your we want to pick your brain real quick. We have 14 minutes left in the show. We have two more numbers to do: the three and the ten. Though that's my birthday. So the two pick. Are you are you playing it safe here? Like I I got seven to Charles McCoy, McCoy Charles. In in the first round, yeah. I mean, there's there's questions I guess with Charles and his offensive line, but his, his year last year was just just unbelievable. So if he's if he's there, if people take McCoy first. Uh, it, you know, like you said, if Charles is there, if Charles is gone, you take McCoy, and then vice versa. Um, I really, you know, Forte has always been a guy that's, you know, kind of fallen down to the late part of the first round. And he's done pretty well where he's gone, but I just can't, I can't get my hands around taking him ahead of Charles or McCoy. You're not going to – you would never go for broke sitting at the World Championship. Look, there, there's offensive line issues, no. bro. Four offensive linemen lost in the offseason. Would you – I mean, I could see in Vegas these guys that are sitting there that are taking a shot – and they say, you know what, screw it. I'm going Eddie Lacy. He's an awesome, awesome back, and he's got Aaron Rodgers. What is there not to like? If I'm doing that, I'm going Calvin, to be completely frank. Because I'm, you know, the tricky part about these you know, picking first or second or third is the guys that are falling to the back end of the second round are, are being passed by the, the young running backs. You know, Foster's yeah. falling, and you have the Cobbs and the Nelsons, which are, are you know, yeah. great players, but they don't have the excitement that the other guys do. So it's, it's, it's tough to the second round. You know, you can even look at Julius Thomas or Gronk if you want to go tight end. Um, I think the early part of the draft is really tricky. Mike, Mike Trent, I want to ask you. I think the first part of the round is real, real simple. Uh, you know, I would not replace a uh, Demarius Thomas or uh, Adrian Peterson for an Eddie Lacy. I, I would not do that none whatsoever. So uh, stay on, let, stay let on topic, with me. We only have five. We only have a couple minutes to talk about the two picks. So here we go. I'm going to ask you. A, I'm going to ask it like this, right? If you look at Eddie Lacy's schedule for weeks 14, 15, and 16, it looks pretty sweet. Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. People are trying to win $150,000. They're not trying to lose the draft. But Aaron. I mean, Aaron Rodgers uh, is is with the Packers. It should make things much easier for Eddie Lacy. He won't be facing eight in the box like he was last year. And uh, 315 carries, or I'm sorry, 284 carries last year uh, for a rookie. I mean, that's pretty pretty darn impressive. With 35 catches, I mean, it should be a whole lot better, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, I could see somebody challenging for that. So I know I know that's not the discussion. There's there's four backs there, and there's Calvin. But I could see in Vegas, when we're talking about the high-stakes players, they like to take chances, and Eddie Lacy is a guy I could see somebody taking a chance on. Emil, let's go to the 10 pick. This is my favorite pick of the draft because I like to work the turn. I like to work the 11 and the 12. I don't like to go out any further than that because I don't feel like I have a lot of control. But at the 10, I control the 11 and 12, bro. I, I, I pull all the strings. When it comes to me at 10, I'm looking at 11 and 12, seeing what they need, and I'm taking whatever they need because I probably need it too. And then I'm coming back and getting my other need after them, and I pull the strings. I control the cards. 
The 10 pick. Let's go ahead. Let's hear the participants. Here we the go. The 10 picks. First two teamers, Santos, Mike Santos, and Kirk Kikas. Yeah, nice. Robert, Zar- <laughs> Robert Zarzecki. Zee. John uh, Zalewski. Zilow- yep. David Martino. Oh, and another lifer. Yeah, David Martino. He's a great player. And another lifer, Richard Ross, Boston Strangler. Andrew yep. Leach, Pucci oh, yeah. Bennis, former Pucci. winner of the WCFF, uh, Chris Espinoza, Greg Dietzler, John Rosick. Yes, John Rosick, and then we have uh, Adam Levin, or Levin, not really sure. Dominic Laferriere. How, how do you pronounce it? Laferriere. Dominic Laferriere. Fantasy QB. Fantasy QB on uh, yep. KJ Duke with the 10th yep. slot. Paul uh, Mail or Molly or however it is. Mailey. That's Gunny. That's Gunny Mayle. from the boards. Amon Gunny. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Tom Williams. Tom Williams. And we have Santos and Kooks again with another 10th slot. <laughs> and a very Kikis. fun, entertaining man. Pardon? Kikas, whatever Kikis. his name is. Kikas. I'm just going to call him Kirk K from now. Mike. Weber, another very fun guy. Great, oh, yeah. great auction player, too. That is the end of the tens. Oh, he's the best. He is the auction authority. He hosted. We hosted a live he's, chat with him on the message boards. You can find that auction interview at scoutfantasy.com. Mike Weber, the auction authority. He just swept his auction leagues last year, including ours in the World Championship. So it be interesting wow. to see if he can do a repeat. Uh, Larry, the ten pick, bro, you're, you're here still. Larry Gold, uh, I, I, I'm going to give you a scenario. You're on the clock, and you're looking at the receivers that you could probably get in the second. Maybe the running backs are going to dry up, and we're going to say that DeMarco is gone. Ball or Geo or a receiver there? What are you doing? We're talking with the, at the end of the first or the beginning of the second? At the, the 10 pick. Ball or, um, we're saying that the receivers are gone oh. that you would like. Yeah, so it's Ball or Geo. Uh, I mean, between Ball and Geo, I would, I would go Geo. I mean, it all depends on, on your strategy. If, if your plan is to go receiver and running back, you know, there's a bunch of receivers there that, that um, you can take your pick with, whether it's Marshall or Julio or, or Brown. If your heart is set on going running back and receiver, you're better off grabbing the running back first because you don't really know what, like you said, when you're a 10, you, you control what the 11 and 12 do, and, you know, you, you can sort of push, push make, make, their, make, make them make their decision. You know, and you get who you want first, and then you just kind of get who's left over. If there's three receivers that are equal, you know, you can just take whoever's left. Uh, Geo a ball? Geo showed us a lot last year. He, he showed he was able to catch the ball. They're obviously going to factor him more into the offense. Ball, he's in a great offense, but there's five or six mouths to feed on that offense, and we haven't really seen him do his thing for a full year yet. So, I mean, to me, Geo is more of a sure thing. Ball might have more upside, but I think Geo is safer. Larry Gold the authority on the high-stakes fantasy football community. Catch the gold report starting this year at scoutfantasy.com. Larry, thank you for joining us, man. Keep that Rolodex coming. Let us know what's Thanks, going guys. on with the high-stakes players, my man. Thanks, guys. Love it, man. All right, Emil, uh, Mike, it's been a great show. We have one pick remaining, the three pick. And, uh, look, it's, it's a little bit different than the two because it's not McCoy and Charles very likely. So let's get into the three-pick. Emil Cadillac, Commissioner Cadillac, read right. them off, sir. 
Matt Bailey with a three pick. The champ. Ormond Rose. Ormond Rose, Coltrack. Money Incorporated. All cash. And Santos and uh, uh, <laughs> Geeks. Kikis. Russell Walton. Kikis, I'm sorry. I'm getting so confused. I don't even say the S at the end. Russell Walton and uh, John Tomasini. Tomasini. Tomasini and uh, Joe Ryder. Yep. Chad Production. Schroeder. Yep. And, hey, Brad Cruz. He's averaging out on those all 12s. Uh, Tracy Simpson, Danny Mueller, and Todd Ullman, another ch- past champion. Bill Lester. Got to say Chad Schroeder when you're pick- taking a slot. He's got to be in there somewhere. Camera Schleicher. K.J. Duke. Michael Sliceberg, 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 Sliceberg. Yep. There we are, and then we have uh, fun guys player. Jack Ross and Stephen, Jack Ross and Stephen uh, Klitzner, the team. Yep. Robert Wallace, the testosterones, Nick Bakai, Nick John Bakai. Anderson, living the yeah, dream. John Anderson, living the dream. Lonnie Graves, Brad Cruz. Paul Mole and Brad Cruz Maley. again. That's good. Maley, yep. sorry. Beautiful. That is it for yeah. the threes. You know, there's a, there's a couple of names that we heard a lot tonight. Brad Cruz, uh, Chad Schroeder, and Mike Santos and Kirk Kikas. These guys combined, I think, for uh, 38 teams. I believe those three guys combined, those three teams combined for 38 teams this year in the World Championship. So, yeah. You know what? It's uh, when you hear those names, uh, it's because I'll tell you one reason. I've talked to all these guys, and, and look, they're some of the best players in the world. When you look at the world rankings, I've asked them all, "What are the reasons why you're playing?" And the, the the answers that I hear more and more and more are the league payouts, the ROI. Right? When you're when you're playing at this level, you've learned over the years that ROI is very important. Right? Otherwise, you're just kind of throwing money, no matter how fun it is. You got to have an ROI because you got the tax man to answer to. You got the expenses of the trip. You got to win some league, some league money. That's what you have control over, and so that's what they feel they have control over. And they said because of the second reason, the eleven man starting lineup that separates the men from the boys. While other people in ten man lineups, your opponent can kind of get lucky and bail himself out and start a lineup in the eleven man format. You got to be good. You got to be good to survive the bye weeks and the injuries in the head-to-head format and continue to move on with a, with a good squad. You can't have a lot of gambles that you're, you know, risking on. you got to have educated, smart risks when you take them. And that 11-man lineup does separate the men from the boys. Emil, that 11-man to you is that, um, that when that move was made, I know you were behind that very strongly. You, you supported that. Yeah, whenever you change, it's, a, it's a concerning because you just don't want to, you know, you've got to try and analyze it. But the more we analyzed it, you know, the more the evolution made sense because for 10 years we, we've increased from, you know, the late 90s to the early 2000s, and, and it just, it really, when you can have that much variability without too much variability, you know, structure, but you've got some, some variables you can make when you draft and pick free agents. It's really popular. Mike, deep, deep uh, 11-man lineup. You, you, Mike, I'm sorry, Commissioner Cadet, you, you won the, your Roto Bowl a while back, Mike, and it, that had the 11-man lineup, so you know a little bit of something about deep lineups, too. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. I mean, you uh, develop uh, you, you develop your team real quick. I mean, it, 
within the first uh, two, three weeks of the season, you start developing that team and uh, you understand what it takes to uh, win a championship. And that's the, way it's, that's the way it works. All right, guys. This was a big show, a big night. We will release these draft slots uh, via Scott, email and on the forums. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, we, we uh, let's uh, pull uh, some spots for the uh, the come get some draft. How about that? Yeah, well, we're going to do that. We're we're going to have the uh, we're we're going to set that league up, my man. The come get some league is going to be started at the Facebook social experiment league. It kind of uh, started right there, and that's that we will definitely do that. Emil Cadley, Commissioner Cadley, thank you for all your hard work today. I know you worked on the uh, the draft uh, slot uh, announcements all day today. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, especially with all these teams coming in and the randomizations that have to occur, making sure everybody is paid up and all that good stuff. Thank you so much for all your hard work. We appreciate the, uh, your service Goodbye. for the World Championships. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't have a World Championships. Uh, the co-founder of the Fantasy Football World Championships, Emil Cadlick, thank you for being here, buddy. Thank you. All right. Emil is uh, a man of, of many talents. Uh, instead of but, listening to well, Red versus Blue, he's out there uh, tending to the garden and coming up with these amazing, amazing vegetables. Mike, last comments here, buddy. Yeah, well, uh, the one thing about it, Scott, is, you know, uh, you know I appreciate everybody that's been on there today. Uh, um, I don't know what what's going to take uh, for the sign-up to, for the uh, come get some draft. All right, guys, we'll see you. Look, the, the 2014 Toolbox Breakout Player was announced, Michael Floyd. We believe he will overtake Fitzgerald this year. We, we are telling you that he's going to finish around that 11 or 12 range. At, that, that's where we have him. That means you should be taking Michael Floyd when you're considering, you know, Pierre Garçon, Roddy White. Take a Michael Floyd there. You'll feel real good about it. Read the article. I'll post it in the chat room, but check it out on Scout Fantasy. Dot com for everybody here at Red vs. Blue and the World Championships. MockDraftNow.com, baby. It's taking over. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Come get some.
Mike. Mike, you still around here, huh? Mike, Mike, Mike didn't, Mike didn't hang. Mike still here? No, no, no. All right, peace.